you've probably heard me talk about blogging on many occasions. As we head into 2022, I continue to double down on blogging. It's important to know why. I'm going to talk all about that on this episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach Podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your, your digital, digital marketing, marketing coach. coach. Helping you grow your business with digital first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Hey everybody, Neil Schaefer here, your digital marketing coach. Welcome to the podcast of the same name. This is an episode that has been in my mind for a while, and I'm really happy today to talk about it because it's a concept that I talk a lot about not only on other podcasts I've been interviewed on, but also with my clients. I began this process of doubling down on my blogging when I published The Age of Influence. You see, I published a book on influencer marketing without really having any blog content about influencer marketing. How was I going to promote the book without myself talking a lot about the book? How are people going to discover it? And it really ties into this digital first concept and digital first approach to marketing and the name of this free ebook, which I haven't forgotten about. It's coming soon. But it really comes down to, well, what can I do to get the word out about my book? It's the exact same thing as what can you do to get the word out about your business, about your business's products and services. In a digital first society, there's only a few ways. And that's why in my book, and you've heard me talk about it on this podcast, I dumb it down to search, email, and social. So email, well, I, I have a list for my website. I can create more lead magnets. I can generate a free preview, get people to opt in that way. I can do maybe you know joint webinars where I can build my list. So list building strategies and then leveraging technology that allows you to utilize marketing automation to improve your chances of converting people on your list is obviously one very, very easy to understand, uh, very intuitive concept that I'm, I'm sure you understand. Obviously, email only works when people already know about you, right? I know that there are companies who will just send out cold emails and what have you. Not a big fan of that, although I know they can be effective, but needless to say, email is the one that normally you would send out to people that already are in your sphere of influence, already have some brand affinity. And that's why you have their email address and that's why they have opted into receiving marketing communication from you. So then we have search and social. I'm all over the place on social media. I do a lot on social media. There's definitely more I can be doing in terms of video. But when we get to search is where I realized I was lacking. So three big search engines that are based on three different types of content. We can look at first podcast, have a podcast. I can check that box. 
whether you call Apple or Spotify, we could argue YouTube and I'm going to get to that in a second. That That's one area. It's like, okay, I'm doing it. So I'm doing social check. I'm doing the email check podcast I'm doing, and I'm going even further by listening to one of my previous episodes on why I was interviewed on 100 different podcast episodes. You'll know why that sort of fed into that. Then we have YouTube and then we have Google search engines. So the YouTube is sort of the final piece of my strategy that I'm hoping 2021, I'm, I'm hoping to end the year on a splash, but it was really the search aspect that got me on to doubling down on blogging. Now, how am I going to get the word out that I am an expert in influencer marketing, that people find out about my expertise? The only way to do that is to create content about influencer marketing and to teach people what I know about it. Just like any company can be doing the same thing. Now, it's really interesting after doing keyword research on influencer marketing is that influencer marketing search results were dominated by a few different types of companies. One were influencer marketing tools companies, but it was very, very clear that what they were trying to do was to sell you on their influencer marketing tool. So the content itself maybe wasn't as deep. Maybe it was more self-promotional. It wasn't really offering up the resource that Google wants to offer up people that are doing you know, searches in their search engine. So then there were other companies like, you know, I don't want to name names, but there are huge marketing software, marketing technology companies that want to blog about anything and everything. <laughs> and so some of them had top results, but they're not an authority on that subject. They haven't written a book about influencer marketing. In fact, their software doesn't even have influencer marketing functionality. And I would argue that there's a lot of social media marketing tools that were doing the same thing. And then you had these general sites that tried to jump on everything trendy. I'm thinking of, well, I don't want to name names again, but but there are these sites that aren't necessarily directly related to marketing uh, or social media that were coming up with content about influencer marketing. And this is the reality that I realized when I went through this exercise is that today, and I tell this to my clients, I'm going to tell this to you, search engine results for many search queries are dominated by number one, old content, number two, irrelevant content, and number three, just bad content. Because what happens is all these companies that want to rank for these keywords, they have big content teams. And content teams, they do research, they look at what else is out there on the internet, and they create content from that. And I've seen my own content be repurposed by other bloggers. That's okay, I get it, right? But they're not writing from the heart. They're not writing from experience. They're not writing from unique perspective. They're going through the motions to get content out there as if it was a factory operation. And guess what it shows? They may have high search engine rankings today, but when I look at that content, I say, this is blog content. It was not written by an expert. Maybe it was, they, they outsourced it because maybe the English isn't hundred percent perfect. Whatever it is, there is a ton of bad content out there in the search engines. Would you agree? Can I have an amen? And if you do searches for your own keywords related to your company, your product or service, and you find bad content as well, you need to do what I do. Now, I've already talked about creating this library of content and I'll in the show notes, I'll mention the podcast episode that I talked about that on, 
but you need to get out there. You need to share your perspective. You need to help people. You need to help them make or help other businesses make the right decision. And they are not being served by the current search results. This is a conclusion I've come to. This is a conclusion that almost every single client that I've gone through this exercise with agrees with me. There's a lot of bad content. And guess what? If it's not bad, if it's not irrelevant, what happens is it's old. Like, why is this information from 2014 still up there in, in, in the top 10 results? Why does this, you know, top social media platform still mention Google Plus or StumbleUpon? These platforms don't exist anymore. Blogging is about building equity. It's about creating assets. So what I, what I realized was, okay, I'm going to start blogging about influencer marketing, but I need to always be keeping this up to date. I don't want to become that content that might appear high in search engine rankings for various reasons, but over time, it's not going to stay because guess what? The world is always changing. So the net net of all this is that I began blogging once a week about influencer marketing. And then when I realized that, okay, I'm building up my library and I'm seeing that the strategy is working because I'm generally creating useful content for people without trying to sell them a tool, right? That's when I realized I can apply this concept to other things that I consult with businesses about, other things related to digital marketing. It's why I've created my own library of content around things like email marketing, around things like search engine optimization that I didn't blog about before. So slowly, I found myself blogging twice a week. And then I realized, you know what? I want to make sure that for these strategic pieces of content, some of them need revising more than others but I'm gonna to start to republish more content. In fact, I'm gonna create a process now that I understand how critically important blogging is to my business from the website traffic, from the brand awareness, and from the conversions, whether they're soft conversions into my email list or harder conversions into my mastermind or consulting practice, that I am going to start treating all this content not as a one and done, but as assets that have long term shelf life. And I'm going to start a process of revising them. So if you were to look at my editorial calendar, pretty much on Monday and Tuesday, it's new content. I've already done my library of content for influencer marketing. I'm already beyond that. And that's why you see very few new posts about influencer marketing because I've already blogged that. But what you see now, that's Monday, Tuesday. On Wednesday, I am republishing older content. I'm not just putting a new date on it. I am genuinely revising it, making sure it's up to date, adding more content to it, normally adding at least 10% more content to it. And with that, every time I republish old content, I know it is only going to get higher and higher in the search engine rankings. It's newer, it's going to compete with the older, and I'm adding more content to it. I'm building a better asset over time with it. And this has only helped my rankings once again go higher and higher, and with that, higher traffic. And it's obviously all relevant traffic. Thursdays is normally when I have guest bloggers. I still embrace guest bloggers, but I've changed my strategy about guest bloggers. I have my own strategy of topics that I want to build my library of content for. Some of them are very personal, like influencer marketing. Some of them, no one is the expert at everything, so I'm more than happy to have other experts come in so long as it aligns with the topics that I want as part of my 
library of content, I'm more than happy to have others come in and contribute their thoughts in helping me build my own library of content. Whether the content is mine or the content is someone else's, it's still living on my website. And that's how I have built, I've doubled down, tripled down, you could say quadrupled down from a once a week blogger, and that was infrequent at best, to since coronavirus, pretty much blogging four times a week for the last year and with an editorial calendar now of blog posts ready to be published for the next two to three months, four times a week, they're already locked and loaded and ready to go. That is how aggressive I am on blogging. And I believe, and I've seen it with my clients, that you can achieve a similar type of success that I've seen. And if you're curious about that, let me give you, and, and I continue to work on this stat, but I have been actually measuring over time for this library of content of influencer marketing keywords. These are the 52 keywords that I want to rank for. I started creating this spreadsheet on actually November 1st, about a year ago, 2021. At that time, I had three of the 52 keywords, and these were for new posts, because I only started blogging like, you know, late 2019, early 2020, I only had three posts that ranked in the top 10 on Google for those keywords. Fast forward to October 1st of 2021, and now I'm on the top 10 for 29 of those 52 keywords within one year. And you can imagine how much that can impact traffic. In fact, I rank for those 52 keywords that I created brand new blog content from over the last year, year and a half, I can say on October 1st, I ranked number one for six of those, for more than 10% of the keywords that I was targeting. I have seen my clients do similar things based on this same process. And it's why I want you to double down on blogging as well. Because guess what? We got the social, we got the email, we got the search. You need to be found everywhere. And if you're not creating that content that is truly useful and resourceful, that would normally be in the format of a blog post, you are missing out on the search aspect of this. In fact, everybody searching is going to your competitor or they're going to irrelevant or bad content. So that's why I'm really passionate about this. It's why I talk a lot about content on this podcast. It is one of the pillars and it's also why after I wrote The Age of Influence, I had a lot of companies reaching out to me about influencer marketing, about social media marketing, and I saw the opportunities with SEO. I'm saying, hey, I get the shiny new object, but there's a lot of things we can be doing here. And guess what? That actually might be more impactful based on your objectives, especially if you're a B2B company. I think it's more, obje- more impactful, but not necessarily. But I want to give you the confidence that when done right, And when I write this book, I will hopefully make it very clear as to how it is done right, that you too can achieve this type of result. No guarantees, obviously, but it begins with the mindset that the search engine rankings are exposing bad, incomplete, old, or irrelevant content. And my company or me, I can do better. I am the best. I am the expert. Our company is the expert. We need to get this content out there. And when you have that mindset and when you have that passion, you can achieve exactly what I did 
beginning with influencer marketing related keywords, I've actually moved on uh, from that. But I can safely say, in fact, I'll give you some more statistics here. Something that I follow using my favorite SEO tool, SEMrush. And maybe I've talked about this before, but when I look at the search engine rankings compared to what SEMrush believes are my competitors, and I look specifically at these influencer marketing keywords, this is a great you know, function that uh, SEMrush allows us to do through their position tracking functionality. So I'm gonna go in and as I speak, I know you don't see my computer, but I'm going into my, my 52 tagged influencer marketing keywords and I can see that I am actually beating sites like Sprout Social, Hootsuite, Neil Patel. Neil, Neil's a great guy. But anyway, when it comes to these keywords, I, I am outranking him. HubSpot, Social Media Examiner, Buffer, even SEMrush, <laughs> who they recommend as someone else that is competing with me. The only competitor that I'm not outranking is a site called Influencer Marketing Hub, which when I started blogging, they already had tremendous authority. And guess what? you know, influencer marketing is part of everything they do. It's in their URL. What's also interesting though is influencer marketing hub, similar to like these other sites, is starting to talk about things that aren't related to influencer marketing. So we'll see what happens with with their authority over time. But guess what? Of these 52 keywords, those that rank in the top 100, I have 51. Influencer Marketing Hub only has 50. Those that are in the top 20, I have 44 keywords that rank there. Influencer Marketing Hub only has 42. They're not really competitors. There's no real competition here, but it just goes to show you that you can outperform the big companies when you do it right, beginning with that passion. That's why I will continue to double down on blogging in the foreseeable future until I've created my library of content. Once I create that library of content, maybe I will start republishing twice a week instead of once a week. But blogging becomes a natural part of the infrastructure, a natural way to gain more and more momentum in search engines. And you're building asset, you're building equity. It's gonna grow over time. Do this before your competitors do it. Stay tuned obviously subscribe, make sure you don't miss future episodes. Go to my website, neilshafer.com. Make sure you opt in so that you stay abreast when I offer this new information. I think it's gonna be really beneficial, but hopefully this episode alone has given you a new mindset into why I'm so passionate about blogging, why I'm doubling down, and why you should too. All right, this is your digital marketing coach, Neil Schaefer, signing off. We'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to your digital marketing coach. Questions, comments, requests, links? Go to podcast.neilshafer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes and neilshafer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business. While you're there, check out Neil's digital first group coaching membership community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.